Look, if you're going to roll dice, you're going to need precision. AwesomeDice.com has sharp edge dice for a fraction of the price of other such precision dice sellers. Chill out, my man. Oh, hello, Bard. Please, share your bardic inspiration about dice. Yeah, I've got bardic inspiration dice. Is this totally mellow cannabis-themed set with smoky interior? Exclusively available at awesomedice.com. I see. Well, precision, bardic inspiration, or one of countless other unique dice sets. It seems you can get it all at the most awesome dice company on the internet, awesomedice.com. And don't forget to let him know the Tome Show sent you, dudes. Welcome to the D&D Roundtable, your premier source for D&D news. We cover everything D&D from Wizards of the Coast. We cover updates from the convention circuit. We cover new and exciting products, casts and streams, and events for D&D. We cover happenings in organized play. If it's D&D related, we cover it here. Our theme music, Industrious Ferret, is by Kevin McLeod at Incomptech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Hey, we'd really appreciate it if you dropped us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks. Welcome to the D&D Roundtable. On this episode of the Roundtable, we are very excited to have Devin from Stop Playing Games, who I have had the joy of talking to recently about a very exciting project, but we'll get to that later. Um, and so we are super excited to talk to him tonight and learn a bit more about being a paid DM and what Start Playing Games can do for you. Um, before we get into all of that, we're going to start with our get to know you question. And so Devin, what we want to know tonight, what is your favorite adventure to run? Oh man, I'm really, I'm really exposed myself here. I've never run a published adventure. Um, okay, yeah, no, I, so. That's but, fine. but, um, I've decided that I, for the first time, I'm going to be running my first published adventure, and I'm going to be running Curse of Strahd, uh, the revamped one for my group. Uh, mm. Really stoked about that. Is it because um, it comes in a coffin-shaped box? Yeah, listen, I'm a goth boy at heart. Oh my gosh. And it's it's a good adventure too. It's a really good adventure. Yeah, it's... I mean, when, when I told all my players like, "Hey, here's some ideas," because we've never done one. Why don't we do one? And I was like, "This one's got the core." And I was like, "Got the core! Got the core! Let's do it!" Let's immediately. So I was like, so, I... "So I have a friend who is running Curse of Strahd, and they've kind of reskinned it. It's still gothic horror, but it's now gothic cowboy horror. <gasps> and Strahd is the evil like land sure. baron." Oh. <laughs> No, he's the evil land baron who the sheriff, who is his Castellan, who is the dark elf whose name I forget. Yeah. So that's the thing but about a published a adventure. Yeah. You can just take it and use it as the base. Yeah. Yeah. Someone on TikTok was talking about doing Curse of Strahd, but as a cowboy, like a pioneer. Mm -hmm. But there was like, instead of perpetual darkness, it's just always high noon. 
And I was like, that's actually, that's actually pretty good. That's actually pretty good. Make it a spaghetti Western. <laughs> Death? Uh, Curse of Stroud, the spaghetti Western. We're doing it. <laughs> All righty. Uh, that is, okay, that's a good adventure. That is a good, good. Paige, I don't think I've ever so... asked you this question. Yeah, I mean, but the answer's obvious. My favorite uh, adventure to run is one that my husband and I wrote called The Black Road from season five of Adventures League. I thought it was it's a Bethesda a... adventure. This, jo- this joke doesn't get old, I'm sorry. <laughs> never not funny. It is never not funny. Um, yeah, so I, I wrote it, a f- we wrote it a few years ago, and um, it was it was our first AL adventure, and we're like, a fetch quest? Really? That's what we get? And so we we gussied it up to make it more fun, and uh, it kind of became sort of a cult classic. And <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of like, well, whatever. But so that has always been my favorite adventure to run. But I think I might like like Into the Frozen North better because it's scary. It get, yeah, it's graphic. I mean, it can yeah. be. It's it if you're if I'm running it, it's graphic. Okay, so let's see. My favorite. My favorite. Well, I guess as far as favorite, in that if you ask me to run it, I don't need to do anything other than say yes and get out my kobold miniatures, is Horde of the Dragon Queen. Because <laughs> <laughs> I done read it over a dozen times now. I got it down. I got it. We're ready for all the kobolds all at once. Um, but if we want to talk about shorter adventures, um, you know, I was a huge fan of the Black Road too, but um, actually... I think, kind of similarly to that, there was one back in season three, Hillsfar, um, called, was it The Stop? No, it had the town called The Stop. I cannot remember the name of the adventure, but there's a wagon chase in it. (laughs) I remember that. Oh, wagon chase. Yeah, I'm sold. I remember that because because there 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 are many things throughout it and there are obstacles that can come up and there's hills and stuff and everything and I remember running it one time with these miniature pythons as the hills and I had all these minis coming up like tactically out of nowhere and I just created like oh, this canyon um canyon because the- <laughs> little pythons <laughs> I mean back back in the days when we actually played at tables. Ah, uh, <laughs> tables. Tables. I remember those from the before times. <laughs> so, so Devin, if you would uh, tell our listeners who you are, mm-hmm. what do you do game-wise, what your day job is, if you have a day job, and and why you're interesting for people to learn about. What do you got? What what's um, cool? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, my name is uh, Devin Michael Trulick. Um, uh, I've been playing D anD D for some amount of time. Uh, that's not important. Um, what I uh, what I what I do game wise is uh, I started a Twitch stream a couple of years ago, uh, Total Party Chill. Um, that's been kind of like the excuse I made to make sure that our group always plays D anD I was like, well, now it's official. We can't. We have to keep doing it because now it's official. It was kind of like a, I tricked my friends into a friend contract. Is that why um, you do yeah, Feats and what, Fables? What's that? Yeah. So yeah. I have a stream on Mondays called Feats and Fables, and I didn't realize this, but you are a fucking right. Like, yeah. once you're like, hey, man, we're on Twitch. You can't not show up. Right. 
you know it's like it's like listen like we have we have we have you know whatever many subscribers now we have like an audience and like now we have to like come out like okay what's our reward for this month and what's you know all these other things um mm -hmm. and it's fun it's so fun because you you know uh we do like these loyalty gifts for uh, our subscribers so every like three months six months and we like as a team come up with them we have these brainstorms and it's just this fun thing you do and like these are some of my best friends and, and it's like this is now an excuse to legitimize our game time which inherently i know that that is sort of toxic but it makes it uh everyone have the time for it and want to make the time for it um and and i, I don't know i don't regret that you know like i i don't think you have to legitimize your hobbies um but it definitely makes it easier for us because of this i don't know that legitimize is the word i would use there yeah it's maybe more, not maybe you're not. more like you're you're justifying the time you've spent which doesn't sound as bad as like legitimate it's a very legitimate yeah. hobby but you know you can justify the time to yourself i'm spending a lot of time yeah. on this but we're bringing a lot of joy to people right yeah it's like it's like it was like you know we put a small theater together and it's like well this is like the same thing and so uh you know that uh you know uh um uh makes everyone feel really good um and also i have just twigged to the fact that your initials are Devin, DMC? Devin Michael, your yeah. DM Chulik, <laughs> right? DM Chulik, like that's cool, man. That's I know. Cool. I, I, I... I see some cool stuff, but that was cool. <laughs> Mine aren't um, that cool. But now, yeah, but no. as my full-time job, um, as, as as my day job, I uh, I, I am a co-founder of a tabletop role-playing game startup called StartPlaying.Games. I actually just left my my regular job because. Uh, we have we have now gotten to a point where I could leave my my old full time job. Mazel Tov, that's yeah. a great day. Yeah, yeah it's very exciting. Yeah. Um, so uh, that I, I I am living the dream, you know. Um, yeah. You are. I, I've always wanted to work in tabletop as a as a as a career, and um, you know uh, I'm doing a lot of the same work I used to do, but I'm just doing it in the industry I love. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So what what was the work that you used to do? So uh, well, I'm a product manager uh, by trade. So I used mm -hmm. to work at a company called Chubby's, which is like a, a shorts swim trunk, kind of like a what your dad used to wear uh, in like okay. the seventies and eighties. Right. Uh, but it's modern. Um, so it's it's a it's a fantastic company. I love them. They were so supportive when I told them. They're like, they were like, this is no surprise. You are you are you are this. You love D and D. This is right of your thing. Um, and they were they were so happy for me. Um, so mm -hmm. huge thank you to them. Um, and if it yeah, doesn't uh, work out, they'll take you back. But they want it to work <laughs> out for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Fair, so, fair. Um, so yeah, mo most of my experience is in like building products, um, uh, is in uh, marketing and growth, um, and like operations kind of work. Okay, okay. So how did you go from project manager at Chubby's? to your own gaming startup that had to be a hell of a journey it was an accident right it was it was i, I knew it <laughs> one day i just clicked the wrong button no um <laughs> uh it was um so for the longest time i've been thinking about like um uh a couple years ago um i was dming for actually co-workers uh at chubby's um mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, you know, this is great. Like, I, you know, like, uh, I've always wanted a Dungeon Master, but like, my friends couldn't do it. And like, I'd even hire one. And then people were saying, hey, would you DM for my friends? Or would you DM for my friends? Or my company is actually looking, would you come in and DM for us? I'm like, I don't know these people. Um, <clears throat> I was like, for like a, a hundred bucks? They're like, oh, yeah, cool. I'm like, wait a second. Each. 
Yeah. Each, bucks I was each. like, I was like, all right. So then I made a website. Uh, I just spent a weekend making a website, a DM sure. for hire, and uh, within a week of the website being live, I had a corporate booking for five hundred bucks. Nice. I was like, I was like wondering, like, I wonder if a company because it's San Francisco, right? And there's a lot of tech uh, right. companies. I guess so I was like, I wonder if someone would pay this. I'll come to your office. I'll run a game, and um, and then I got to a point you, where I, you have a great confluence of nerds and money exactly the overlap there is perfect that venn diagram yeah. is yeah that um, so I, I was like this is great um and then i just kept running games for people to the point where i got so busy that i started hiring out other dungeon masters i knew in the bay area to run games for me because i was like i can't do all this um and then there was mm -hmm. like this this um uh uh his name is adam uh, he runs uh games uh at my local game store um gamescape uh here in san francisco uh he runs games for um lgbt at risk youth and cool. i was like i'm like not good with kids um not because i'm bad with kids i'm just like i don't dm them often so i just i like i don't know the best way to wrangle that energy and sure, sure. I was like, Adam, you, you want to DM? And he's like, yeah, of course. And now he just like crushed it with these kids. It's like, oh, this is amazing. So then I was like, there's got to be a better way to organize this. Because I know that there's, this is happening in more places. Um, someone who's actually an investor in our company, um, he asked me, because uh, every time him and his family come out to California, they hire me to run a game for them and their, uh, their kids. And he's cool. like, do you know any Dungeon Masters in Chicago? I was like, I should. I, I know one. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so he's right on this call. <laughs> oh my so, god! Right. So I was like, I and this was a couple years ago. But I was like, I don't, but I should, and there should be a better way for you to find that. So I just started like I made like a Facebook group. I was like professional dungeon masters, you know, uh, and game masters. And I just started collecting people, knowing that like I'm gonna build something. Mm -hmm, um, sure. And then the pandemic hit, and my co-founder. Your time was there. Right. My co-founder called me and we hadn't met yet. Nate, who's my co-founder, he called me and he didn't say what he was calling about. He like he was under the premise of like, I want to hire you as a professional dungeon master. And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, the pandemic's going on, so I don't think I can do it in person. Like, yeah, we want to do this. He's like, So listen, how long have you been doing this? I was like, oh, this was like, how many customers do you have a week? And I was like, kind of kept asking these probing questions. Like, uh, he's like, listen, uh, I'm actually I'm trying to start this like hire a dungeon master website i was like shut the front door i've been trying to start this website <laughs> and we spent four hours on the phone talking about ideas yeah and he's like do you want to build this together and i was like nate you're about to make me the happiest man in the world yes i do oh, um, like and, and my partner she's in the other room is like who the f are you on the phone with and i was like i can't <laughs> it's dungeons and dragons babe I'll explain it later. It's very cool. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so we, we just we literally spent every night the next couple of weeks on the phone, like talking, building, creating something. Mm -hmm. And um, he was he was he was uh, halfway through Y Combinator, which is like a startup accelerator. It's like where I think uh, I believe Reddit, uh, Airbnb, and Dropbox came out of. And okay. he was working on a fintech product. Oh, sure, product. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Like, what combinator? Got it, yeah. got it, got it, got it. He was working on a fintech product that was built for uh, subscriptions on brick-and-mortar stores. And okay. he, he was like, oh, brick-and-mortar is probably not going to do well now there's a pandemic. <laughs> so he's like, you know what? I'm going to pivot. I'm going to do something I really care about. He's like, I've always wanted to be able to find Dungeon Masters for any game I want to play. He's like, I want this to exist because as a player, I just want to play more games. And right. so... 
And then, uh, you know, me, I was like, I want to resist because I feel like so many people can do it. So many people can play D&D and be a dungeon master and, and make it um, uh, more welcoming uh, to mm-hmm. folks that have wanted to get into it. And so it, it was it was honestly Cause, perfect. Cause the, one of the hardest things about playing D&D is finding a group to play with and getting them in the same place at the same time on a regular basis this is the matchmaking service we've all needed 58 (laughs) encounter i mean the the thing is everyone's always like ah you know you know uh there's that meme um like i want to play dnd no one's there it's like i will dm and everyone shows up that spongebob yeah Yeah, that's it um oh god though it's so true and then and then you're like i can't dm a table of 40 yup I wish I were kidding, but that yeah. happened. That happened to me once. Yeah. I was I had just started up the D and D Adventures League program at a new store in my town when I was still living in Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, like forty people showed up, and I'm like, "Hold on, I know you know how to run games, and I know you know, and I know you know, and so do you. Uh, so I'm gonna buy you all dinner, and you're also gonna run this game. <laughs> yep. And when we're done with this, we'll go down, and I'll also buy you drinks at the bar. <laughs> I like how you're just like deputizing AL DMs. I mean, so, I was I was the local I, I like coordinator. No, no. It was my job. I like that. I like. I just imagine like here's the thing: they need to be giving out weaponry to the the organizers so you can knight them. Like, all right, you are now so, officially. So it's a true story, but Jenny has a magical instinct to organize gamers. The first time I met her, I was trying this to wrangle story. people for. I was trying to wrangle people for an epic event. So I, it's a a dragon con cooperative event where there's probably i think we had 20 tables six players and a dm per table and they're lined up out in the hall and i've got to get them at tables at their appropriate dm at the appropriate level and everybody set up and my husband and i it was the first year we were doing dragon con and we're like we don't know how we're going to organize this line and this little red riding hood comes up and she's like five foot nothing weighs 85 pounds soaking wet and she says <laughs> organize that line for you and i'm like well sure. so page for it, page and ben were trying to simultaneously run the dm meeting and organize the line and page is standing here at the double door by the way the line is right where the hamster tunnel comes from the uh the marriott into the hilton yeah. and splits into two small hallways so we're blocking the aisle and the fire marshals yep. will fucking shut your shit down they don't play yep so, so Paige is standing there in the doorway, like, just, like, eyes, just, like, wide as saucers, like, fuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I could just see, like, the panic on her face, and so I, I was like, know. I'm like, go in the room, just go. And I shut the door, and I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. But five minutes later, I open the door, and there's 70 gamers, uh, more, no, it was more than that. Yeah. In line in alphabetical order color-coded by apl and already set up in tables of six no what? idea what happened no lovely nope is this they definitely it were they were definitely grouped in tables of six and um they were grouped according to like because at that point in time people it was like beginning of the edition people didn't really know like do i need a balance party or what um so like you know, I was like, okay, so if you have a ticket here, if you don't have a ticket here, if your elbow's not on the wall, you're not in the fucking line. 
<laughs> so yeah, she's she's got a superpower Bam. when it comes to telling D and D players what to do. That's amazing. Like she does. Yeah, it's a great superpower. I also don't know how to say no, so guess how many conventions I organize? <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Rounds up to literally all of them. Right. <laughs> Anyways, though, we have to start playing back games. Yes. Um. So, so we've got your origin story down. Yes. I think. Um. So. So then what? So, so you talk to you talk to Nate, and you're like, yeah. "All right, we're gonna do this thing. We're gonna set up this website." Then what happened? Well, so I had I had this list of DMs uh, that I had been compiling, and I was like, "Hey, I'm building this." Uh, we had a little bit of seed money uh, uh, that came from White Combinator, so it was like, "We're gonna be serious about this. We're this is this is gonna be more than a passion project. This we are going to build a real company because we believe in this, and we believe that like there is a market for this." Sure, and um we started uh essentially just talking to gms i'm like what is the what is the hardest part about gming what is it what is what 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 do you uh have challenges do you face we started trying to build a product that can solve some of those and we knew there was hundreds of problems but we we're like what what are the biggest ones we can start to fix and knowing that like we will forever be in trying to make their lives easier and a player's lives easier um and you know a lot of them's like players finding players that will pay me to dm uh, it, it is it is an influx. Sometimes it's hard to like get yourself in front of those players because I know they exist, um, but a lot of other people are like I don't know where to find them. And a lot of uh, them are like, do I need to make a website? Do I need to advertise it? And I was like, that's a problem because not everyone can do that, and that is limiting. Um, like not everyone could just build a, a website. I mean, if WordPress is easy, yes, you can do Wix, but still, it takes time and it takes energy. And like, if it doesn't look just great, some people are going to discount you. So I was like, we need to make this as easy as possible for people to be able to get in front of players that want to hire them and give them that opportunity. So we we just started building and we got, a, uh, you know, like I think 30 people on the site and we just started advertising. Mm -hmm. And we realized really quickly, no one is hiring a group. Um, no one has a group that they're hiring. Um, we kind of thought there'd be this big market for like, hey, I have me and three friends we want to play with the DM. Oh, gotcha, and, gotcha. I and that was our first angle. And I was like, you know, I was like, Nate, I think, I think it's really the single person games that are going to be the big thing. And, you know, where you just grab a seat in a game. And he's mm. like, all right, well, let's try Good it. So shots, we, basically. Yeah. And we started making this and we realized, oh yeah, like I don't have uh, friends that want to play this or, or that the timing works. So I'm just going to join a group with a bunch of others. And then they sure. become friends, and then they're like, yeah, let's book a group game together. And I'm like, oh, now you're friends, and now you're going to play games together. This is amazing. <laughs> That's my favorite part <laughs> of Adventurous League. But with a system like this, if the only time that you can play is after your shift ends and from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. U.S. Central Time, yeah. there will be people awake in the world that want to play D&D with you in that hour if you're looking at an online world basis. Exactly. I was actually, I saw a player who booked a, a game the other day and um, cause I, I look at all of our metrics and they actually even reached out to a game that I was running and they're like, Hey, uh, my plans to go through for Friday night. I'm looking to uh, jump in a game, want to do something fun. And just imagine that like your plans fell through, you're online and you could easily jump into a game in an hour and you're playing with friends and having a fun at a one shot. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> right? Absolutely. When I have free time, I'm down. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so I mean, it just it just continued to build, and it got to a point where, um, you know, we were we were seeing a huge influx in, in players, and we realized our ads were really working. Define and, oh. huge influx of players. Yeah, you I'm said you got person. metrics. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, it got to a point where I mean, um, we were seeing twenty players a day booking games. Um, that is awesome. That's pretty great and for a start. Now we're at like a hundred plus a day. Whoa. Yeah. Um, wow, percent more. So here's the thing: is like I, 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 um, I see every game booking. It, there's like an email I get, and I'm just like reading all these. I'm like, I've always wanted to play D and D. Didn't have the opportunity to. It was like, I was like, oh, you know, me and my friends, we haven't been able to play in a while. We're, and I'm just reading these. And I'm like, here's my favorite story. Here's my favorite story of game booking. Um, uh, the woman uh, she booked a reoccurring every other week game for her daughter, mm -hmm. who's in fifth grade, and her friends. Mm -hmm. And sure. these these uh, young women play uh, every other week together, and they have a blast. Then I saw that same email come through, and she was booking a game for herself and all of the moms of those other three little girls. <laughs> And now they have a monthly game of these moms playing together. And I'm like, this is the most wholesome thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I love, I love it. it. That is perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. That would be my mom. That would be my mom. I, you know, I wish it would have been mine. I wish it yeah. would have been mine. But you, um, so before the show, we were talking about the reviews, and Devin told me that he reads all the reviews that comes in too, and they are also just as sweet. They are. Oh uh, my gosh! There's so many of 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 Jenny and Paige. I had to go through so many of your reviews. I'm sorry, I had to take a weekend off, Jenny, because you had so many. That's I was not, like, I gotta. That's an exaggeration, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but i do have but a lot because very kind souls yeah 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 because people love playing with you i know it's well weird. i mean i kind of joined it on a lark and i'm like hey folks i put it out on my twitter and my facebook if i've run a game for you before if you feel like it if you have time please leave me a review and then like i read the reviews i didn't think about it for a while and then i read the views later and i'm a grown-ass woman sitting in my own house crying because these people have left me reviews and i got very emotional right very emotional i hope i feel i hope you cry every dungeon mine. master has at least one review that says this is the best dungeon master i've ever had and yeah. a lot of people have that and like there's no such thing as like the best dungeon master because it's all different play styles but for that person yeah. you were the best experience they've had with this hobby and that is powerful and there's yeah, nowhere to there's nowhere to get reviews as a dungeon master that's like a, a repository before sure so do you have in so like i said i'm a numbers person i i math for a yeah. living i statistics yes for a living. uh so it's is there an idea that perhaps in the future you will make your reviews quantitative as well as qualitative yes so um my partner is a data scientist, uh, machine learning. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Um, so okay. we've talked about ideas to call all reviews, figure out keywords that are tied to it, and then bubble up particular badges about uh, GMs. So you're sure, like, hey, sure. I like someone who does all the silly voices, and I like someone who's like really good at puzzles, and be able to comb through all of their game listings, all of their sure. uh, reviews, and say, like, this is the perfect person for you. That's oh, like some future stuff. If you've got a yeah. subcategory like, for exuberant, I'm going to be on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you might have, like, a different metric for 
uh, funny voices or cool plots or cool map combat master. or yeah it does all yeah. the maps yeah. has all the yeah. macros yeah <laughs> like this yeah like you know yes yeah, you know cinematic vtts you know yeah. um so and, and being able to, to figure that out and then you know also take the data of who you play with who you review the most who you give a lengthy review to that's positive sure. and then use all that data to figure out like these are the best dms that you would probably enjoy or games that you'd enjoy because they affect your play style based off of your reviews and your history so it's like the Facebook algorithm or the Twitter algorithm, but not evil. But useful. Because yes! it's like, play more D&D. &D. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, that is Facebook for me, though. <laughs> I mean, but it's also yeah, like, it's like any, any machine learning is like meant to like promote whatever end goal. And I guess our right. end goal is play more games and have more sure. fun at them. I mean, I've carefully curated... Not really carefully. A selection of Facebook friends that all they talk about is D and D, so I can't help it. <laughs> yeah. So, but I like so one of the big DMing outfits uh, for live games at conventions is Baldman Games. Yes. And Baldman runs, I don't know, four or five hundred tables. Yeah, the Moonshades, but it's you know Origins, Gen Con, Winter Fantasy, like all the big D and D cons. Um, and they have a 10-question questionnaire that every player fills out after every game about every DM. And they have this huge database of quality metrics for their DMs. Yeah. And I, I, I was just wondering if that was like the kind of thing where after the game, every player gets a review, you score it 1 to 10 for each of three or four different things. So we want to steer away from a scale system per se. Um, I, cause I, I, we are never going to be a Yelp of dungeon masters. Um, okay. I, I never want a DM to be like, why, why am I a 3.7 star DM and not a five? Um, because sure. if you DM, you're a freaking five star person in my heart, as long as you're making sure that you're not infringing on others fun. Um, and, 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 that, and that's a big thing to me. Um, mm -hmm. but we will be kind of like tailoring out like how we ask questions. So we figure out like the best play style for the best um person and and we're going to like essentially try to do a lot of uh of machine learning to improve that and to make mm -hmm. sure like people are finding the games that are like best for them so right sure. now it's very limited but it's like as we build out um we will be asking um we want to be asking the right questions um that give us that data and so I don't have Dave's form, um, Baldman Games, um, which I have another topic on Baldman Games, but I do have the version page that you kind of came up with. And they're not actually really, like, you can quantify them with numbers, but we've actually got a poor, good, great. And it's more like, you know, um, how's your DM's attitude, ability to handle time and pacing, ability to, to adjust the adventure, how was their role-playing, how was their combat, how, were, how prepared were they, do they know the rules? Like, things like that are, like, something that you can put in mm -hmm. a, I guess, qu qualitative still, then, because it's, it's still very subjective. Like, there's no, there's no yeah. necessarily yeah. numbers behind that. And you can use that still for that learning, um, yeah. I think, mm -hmm. to, like, be like, okay, so, like, everybody's rating this DM is how was their role-playing? Great! So we're like, okay, yeah. we're going to match yeah. you with people who say. And and the idea also for that is, because I, I do a similar rating system with the DMs at my cons. But I'm, I'm, reading your, I'm, I'm, reading, I'm reading your review sheet. Okay, sure. 
but the idea is that if like there are certain things about running a game at cons that are hard. Yeah. Can you can you end the game on time? Can you appropriately tune the adventure difficulty and challenge to the players at your table and their current mental status? Did you let everyone play? play? Right. Did you let everyone play? So the idea is that if a DM is weak in one of those things and they show a consistent pattern of that, we can coach them. That yeah, yes. that they can be coached into better performance. Yeah, that's that's why we, that we, the only two forms we have right now is what was great in your game and what is some feedback you have for the DM. Okay. Um, and and we see we we see maybe ten um, percent of our reviews have feedback for the DM, and some say like, oh, that VTT was really rough. It was like it was a slow start. Um, mm-hmm. it's mostly technology issues that we see. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, I don't find that that interesting now that we moved into the pandemic. A lot of people have moved online who previously didn't DM online. And like, it's a learning yeah. curve. Paige, you've been yeah, doing Roll20 for a while, mm-hmm. but I just, I just mm-hmm. ran my very first Roll20 game in June. And let me tell you, <laughs> right? I, I'd like to let you know, my third Roll20 game that I ran was the one at Autumn Rebel that I ran on the stream where apparently I was the feature <laughs> with Greg Tito and all these other celebrities and I'm like how <laughs> No pressure. You got it. You it good. Was, it was great. It was good. It went well. It I was well. I was uh, I was talking to to Nolan the other day, uh uh the CEO of Roll Twenty and I, w- I was slightly trying to ask if he'd run a game. Like, I was like, listen, I want to I see what you're like when you do run Roll20. I was like, I just, I just know it's got to be so good. You just have to be, the, you, you must be the expert at it. And he said no. It was left open-ended. Oh. Yeah. oh. There wasn't a no, there wasn't a yes. It was just a... Okay. Oh. So, so how, would your, how would your system, though, identify a DM who's got... A problem yeah for whatever reason so um, uh if, and if and if you identify that person are you going to boot them off the system well uh, it depends on the problem um we put in our yeah. to, tos uh our terms of services we put in some languages like it, it's a case-by-case basis if you pull mm-hmm. uh something that is unforgivable um mind you like you are uh like hate speech uh homophobia anything like that I don't want you on my platform. That's zero tolerance. Um, yeah. On our platform. Um, uh, but the thing is like, we know that people make mistakes and where that mistake came from is the thing that we want to get to. Um, and sure. saying like, Hey, you know, like this is, this is something that like is not acceptable. And I, and I, and I, I feel that the times this has happened with people in other uh, realms, not with our platform yet. Cause we haven't had to have that conversation yet. Thankfully mm-hmm. is they know what they did. And they regret it. And you can usually tell. And they're like, and that the that shame of like, oh, I, I like I I really screwed up here and I shouldn't have done that is enough for them to like, I want to be better. And mm-hmm. and that is and that is what we want to promote. We want to promote like be better, but there are certain lines that if you cross, you won't be on our platform. So um, do you have like a code of conduct within your terms of service? We do have a code of conduct. We're actually, well, so it was funny. I was telling you uh, that we, we brought Sean on as a contractor um, mm-hmm. uh, and it, because we want to have a, a, a revised code of conduct. We used a, an earlier mm-hmm. one that we, we got from a, a partner and I can't remember it, but the thing is, it's, it's a little too buried now. And I want to yeah. make it more something that like, cause when you accept a game, you're accepting the terms of conditions as well. It's, it's yeah. there, but I didn't read them. 
right? Exactly. So we want to make this a little more apparent. And so that's actually one of the projects I was like, Sean, I need you to help me with this um, to formulate because like, I know what I want and I know like, don't hit no hate speech, uh, no racism, uh, you know, uh, no, you know, uh, no xenophobia about like real world races. If that is something that's going to be in the game, as far as like, well, no one, no one likes elves. That's something you just got to clear with your group. Um, yeah. So that is something that we want to continue to like make a living document. Like this is going to change mm -hmm. as we learn things, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah, and we, Our, we gave yeah. you a bunch of examples. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I was sitting there, I was like, you got some more? <laughs> ours, is, ours is good, but we want to make it um, much more apparent. And the idea is like yeah. what, how we played the game in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s is not how we play today. And so it has to Correct. be a living document. We Ooh, have to continue yep. to look at it and be like, what, what needs to change based off of what we're learning? Yep. Yep. You start yeah, with the rule so zero and then you add it out. Yeah. When Sean took over Dragon Con, like we've always had a strong code of conduct. Like that's yeah. been part of the Atlanta game culture from the get go. Uh, but Sean's first thing he did at, when he took over Dragon Con is he made uh, pronoun stickers available for everyone, and he made safety tools a regular part of DM training and on every table for every slot. Yes. And I just hadn't thought of doing that. We will never not do it that way, right. but he's got, those are some great ideas. So uh, to speak to that, um, we do a lot of talks with our DMs and we say like, hey, mm -hmm. what what is it you want to see? What is this better? And um, uh, a, a, a wonderful DM and a wonderful uh, streamer, uh, Dungeon Meowster um, uh, is uh, their name. I know, I know, it's great, right? Uh, so shout out to Dungeon Meowster. Um, they brought us here, like, hey, you know, you should put uh, a, a pronoun field um, in your in your profiles. So it's like, oh, sure. shit, we should. And, and like, and here's the thing: is like, I the reason we asked this is because I know that I don't have all the answers as a cis white male. Um, like, I, I I need people to give feedback and to help make sure that we are being as inclusive as possible. So like, I was like, all right, team, let's add this to the you know the roadmap. We need to have that in there as well. So sure. You know, same thing as a living document. Like we are a living platform. We will always continue to build new into what is needed, uh, based off of you know, like uh, the hobby and the industry and in, in people. Sure. So along kind of this path, uh, I since I have signed up for this site, one of the things that I immediately thought of is, do you have a dispute resolution process? Oh, if yeah. someone says I paid fifty dollars per person for this game and it was bullshit yeah what what happens so uh if, if you paid for a game and you weren't absolutely happy we say like we'll get your next games on us um mm -hmm. okay and, and, and that's what we do um and if you had such a bad experience that you're really happy i'll just give you your money back um sure. I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna uh, uh uh fight you because uh you know we're here to make sure you have a great experience um mm -hmm. we had an instance like this happen um mm -hmm. uh recently and, and we found out that the player was they weren't aware of 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 how they were infringing others fun and the moment oh. i kind of talked with that player they they felt like oh my gosh i get it and mm. they were a, a a younger player i think they were like 16 or 17 Okay. Um, yeah. And they and they they like emailed support saying like this dungeon uh this DM was the worst and I was like okay and I was like I talked I reached out to the dungeon master and then I reached out to everyone that played and I essentially just like oh, kind of opened up case file I'm like all right let's talk to everyone let's see what happened. And mm -hmm. I I told him like listen I understand you didn't have a good time I understand that maybe there was some frustrations there but we want to remember like the goal of playing any game on here is not to infringe on others fun 
and I do know that you had a bit of hostility. And they were like, you're right. You're right. I wrote that email angry. Um, I won't do that again. And now they're playing games and just being great. Good. Good. And sometimes Good. all it takes is just a conversation, you know? Yeah. Um, some you, Not everyone's going to get defensive, but if you just like come as like, hey, I understand your frustration, but let, we also need to talk about this. And they're like, you're right. Sure. So, uh, so how, mm, so how does the money work? Like if I'm, mm -hmm. if I'm a player and I want to play a game, uh, and, and I pay, do I like pay the DM before or do I pay the DM, DM afterwards? Yeah, or yeah. can so, I leave a tip? Um, the so payment's done have, through uh, your site. Right. So everything's done through our site. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you come, if you see a dungeon master you like, you can book them directly or you can request a private game for you and your group of friends with that dungeon master, or you could join mm -hmm. a, a seat in a game that's open with a bunch of other people. Um, mm -hmm. All the payments go through our site. We pay all the dungeon masters. We actually give them the 1099 at the end of the year so they can easily do their taxes with it. Ooh, um, nice. And then we also cover the fraud. Um, so, uh, you know, anytime you're taking money online, there's going to be fraud. Um, and yep. yeah. So, and, and, go ahead. For that fraud, then, do you hold the money for like seven days, two weeks, no. or something? You just immediately pay it out. Yeah, like, it, like, and and who knows how that changes? Um, the fraud we've seen is very small. Yeah. Um, okay. And it's because like this, you know, like the people that are, are willing to pay or willing to participate in these games, they know like <laughs> fraud. Everyone's gonna know it was you, dude. <laughs> um, so. Uh, so we haven't seen it, but the, the small amount we have, we're like, listen, we're going to cover this. They're 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 uh, requesting a chargeback, but like we we're going to pay out the DM um, or not request the money back. But um, right now, the way our payment works is when a game starts, everyone who's playing the game is charged. Um, we authorize your card before uh, the game starts to to essentially make sure you have those funds, and we we mm -hmm. we charge right when the game starts, and then uh, the DM usually gets that money in their payout account within 24 hours, um, mm -hmm. and they could just uh, you know deposit that into an ACH um uh, into the bank nice cool. yeah yeah because so, like i mean i so Jeannie and i have both been community managers uh often of large and fractious groups of gamers and there's always people who are going to be like that guy so it, the dispute resolution was i i was yeah. very interested in the answer to that question yeah and here's the thing is like it, it'll probably change um you know the idea is like we want to make sure that we're serving players. Uh, we want to make mm -hmm. sure that our DMs feel protected. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, we're going to continue to build out things that that uh, serve both DM and player. Sure. Um, and mm -hmm. it, it's going to be hard. And like, there's going to be things that like we want. But uh, here's the thing: when I when we started building this, I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. And then we figured it out. So anytime we've come across a part where I was like, I don't know how this is going to work, we'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And so, like, while we're on the topic of money, uh, you know, oh, I got yeah. another question about statistics and then i got some more statistic questions to follow that do you have like an average rate that people charge on there like um, average rate per hour or per per game yeah uh, uh the per player average i believe is 13 dollars um and oh, there's, wow. there's for games a four hour game is, is that yeah per player 13 per player per hour session. or per player per session okay per player per, player per session yeah um uh and and that's uh most of our games are a three hour average okay mm -hmm. yeah okay um so uh dms uh i think i think the average uh take on a game is um 72 dollars so because it, it's also affected by group games um yeah so that was sure that was gonna be like the next thing like 
you know, how many players do you average? Um, is it, do you get more group games? You, I, I, based on everything we're saying, I feel yeah. like you get more games where it's individuals going in. Yes. Um, and then, uh, you know, following in on that, questions about what kind of games. Are they so, high level, so, low level, adventurous league, what, homebrew? Like, what do we got? Here's, Not a, here's a big breakdowns uh, of the business. Um, uh, there's, there's solo seat games, uh, slotted games where you just book a seat in a game group games and then corporate games mm-hmm. um corporate games are our bread and butter um uh because Holy. we do a lot of admin work um uh mm-hmm. for uh for corporate games so here's some of the things that we do for corporate which is really fun um we had uh, a, a corporation that had uh 25 employees we had five dms run games for all 25 employees five people mm-hmm. per group and the adventure sure. was all tied together. So at the end, they came back. It's like, well, you did this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were the ones that got like this for the magic item. And then one DM, when they all come back and onto the same Zoom call, is like, all right. So since uh, all of you groups came back with your magic items, it was enough to push back the god of tree. And they're like, yes! And then they all get a different story to tell with each other. And mm-hmm. it all somehow is interwoven. And that is really powerful. It's kind of like an and epic, is, but slightly different. Yeah, I exactly. like it. That is a lot of prep time is what that is. Yeah. Like that is a lot of, I've, I've played that adventure. I've run that adventure and I've written that adventure. Yeah. And that is a lot of prep time. Yeah, it so is. So our GMs like it because you know, if you're a GM and you give them a cool project, you're like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And it's also like, they're they're pretty lucrative for the GM as well. Um, but yeah. they're also like where we make the most amount of our money. And so corporate games are, you know, a smaller percentage of our overall gains, but they also like make up a, a pretty significant amount of our revenue. Um, group mm-hmm. games are what one shot games and in, in slotted games become people sure. playing one shots with everyone's like, I love this GM. And everyone's like, yeah, me too. And the GM's like, would you guys want to start a campaign? And now uh, for the GMs, that's a reoccurring booking. Every time they run a session, the charge automatically happens. The players, you know, show up for every yeah, game. If a player needs to skip a game, they can. Um, mm-hmm. So now that that GM knows, like, okay, like uh, I have, you know, four reoccurring games a month. Um, I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna make at least, you know, uh, four hundred dollars off of this one campaign. What happens if a GM wants to run a slotted campaign Saturday afternoon at two o'clock, and they only get two players? Does the game just not happen or it still goes off? Or Well, so we tell our GMs, like, listen, uh, you know, you set your minimum and the players know the minimum. Uh, so if the minimum is two to five uh, people or, or the game listing, um, mm-hmm. players are like, OK, cool. Two people. That's fine. Um, but, you know, a lot of games are like three to f- uh, three or four as the minimum. Um, yep. The GM will usually say, hey, it looks like not enough people showed up. Uh, I'm going to cancel the game. Uh, if you guys want, I'll put you into the next one. Um, and they okay. can. But what we notice is games that have at least two people in them almost are guaranteed to fill up. Um, oh, that makes sense, actually. Like, yeah, uh, uh, like because people on the site see like, oh, this is game looks like it's going to run if I book. If I book, it looks like yeah. it's definitely going to happen. And when people spend money, they show up. Um, yeah, they do. You know, and, yeah, they do. Right. And so we we realize that. And so a lot of GMs are what they're doing is they're uh, on Twitter, you know, like RJ Kressel. He did a giveaway for his for a seat in his game to get uh, you know, that one more seat. And so they, they'll give some away or they'll like say a friend like, hey, I'll give you a seat. And we allow our GMs to get free seats for their games that they want. So if someone's like mm-hmm. they played in three of their games that month. Like, hey, listen, you want to you want to join for a one shot? Uh, and they'll comp give copy. Them a seat yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so, um, you know, they'll do that. And then you'll see like they now have six players in their game because everyone knows like, oh, this is going to happen. Okay. Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, con- 
tables at conventions do about that same thing. Like it, it works almost exactly the same yeah. way. We don't think we it's have a- enough people see the DM and then all of a sudden it kind of looks full and everyone's going to be like, oh, I'm going to play that one. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> yeah. you no one wants to sign up for a game that's not going to happen. Um, yep. In the early days, I was just, I had, because uh, because of the community over at Total Party Chill, we have a really vibrant Discord community, uh, just community in general. I was like, hey guys, I'm building a website. It's going to be really cool. Do you want to play in some games for D&D? They're free. I, you just will only have like a day's notice. And they're like, yes what kind of question is that <laughs> and, right and and the thing is now i see a ton of them rebooking because they're playing with these with these gms consistently and they're like oh yeah so-and-so is an amazing gm I'm like this is so happy <laughs> um there are very few people i have met that seem to love their job as much as you love yours <laughs> I'm lucky. Just like the joy on your face is great. Okay. Um, so, you know, actually, I want to kind of inter- interject here with questions not on the thing. Um, because you mentioned Baldman Games Ooh, earlier. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, it ties into this. So, um, <laughs> I don't know if you're paying attention to the news, but Baldman Games announced today? Yesterday? I feel like it was today. Yes, I don't uh, really know. Community Games with uh, Wizards of the Coast. They are uh, doing yep. the, the D&D virtual weekends, and they are yeah. paying Yes. Their DMs, which has led to um, kind of what pages you know, uh, you know, uh, alluded to in the next question, a lot of diversity and opinion on whether or not DMing for pay makes it a better game or not. I mean, I feel like obviously you have a strong opinion on this, um, but like, what? H- how do you feel about like, I mean, Wizards of the Coast themselves getting into paid DMing? I mean, because like, I... like, the thing is like. Some people say that it ruins the collaborative nature of the storytelling. You're now somebody who's a contractor providing service to clients. And like when the, when the, when the players do something dumbass and they Mm -hmm. chain three encounters together, like does the DM like, well, I hate to TPK them because they're paying for the pleasure of this. No, they know. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's to every DM. Um, I, 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 I've definitely been paid to, to kill some players. Um, if you put it that way, I, I'll do it um, for free. I'll do it for free. Everybody. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but you know, uh, this reminds me of, uh, of a, um, uh, of a customer we had who actually b- became an investor, um, which wow. is crazy. Oh, we have, uh, we yeah. have a handful of our, of our oh, players who actually became angel investors in our early stage financing. But he said, that he had uh, uh, seen a listing that someone was like willing to, you know, to run a game for paid. And some of the comments was like, you're dumb. I'll do it for free. And they're like, oh, I, I'm looking for a game. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And then that person that was going to run for free the first week, it got rescheduled. A week later, they had to push back an hour, like right as they were starting. And then they played a game and it was kind of fun. It was a little disjointed. And he just had several bad experiences with this. And he's like, listen, I just want to have fun. And I'm, I'm, it's okay if I, I like, I just want to have fun with my friends. And so then they got a paid DM and they had a great time. And that's mm-hmm. not to say every free DM is going to give that service, but not everyone has the time that they can make for it to make an excellent game. And sometimes having risk is what the players want. Sometimes uh, the chance of death. And I think it's great um, that, uh, that Wizards did this. I, if, I, if I owned Wizards, I would have done this five years ago. Um, to solidify it, knowing that like there is a market for this, and enough people want to get into the community that don't have the um, there is too much of a wall for them to get in, 
And some people sure. said, like, can I just pay 10 bucks and someone will let me into a game and they will not make fun of me and they'll be kind to me and they will uh, – I'm paying for this service. I know that I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to have a good time. Heck yeah. And, and that exists. And, and we have a ton of DMs that do games for free on our platform because they just want to introduce people to it and maybe they'll pay them. Um, but hmm. I think it's great. When I see uh, Wizards doing this and entering the same market that we've, we've kind of, you know, essentially conquers very early uh as like a, the standout for it i'm like that's perfect because wizards is even pushing the idea of our marketplace even further mm -hmm. so then when people and start no looking longer, yeah and you're no longer the only one so it's not an antitrust issue exactly not that you're right, yeah. big enough for antitrust <laughs> but i hope you get there might have gotten there, there yeah. yeah but no no I, and i think that kind of syncs up with what my opinions on the matter were and that like um I guess in this case, like what's good for the goose is good for the gander. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, all, all, bo all, all boats rise on the same tide. Yeah. yeah. We got a lot. We got a lot of uh, uh, allegories or I think allegories, it, uh, metaphors, proverbs. I like proverbs. They're pretty good yeah. usually. Yeah. yeah. Um, unless there's a P in your bed, in which case, like that's bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's great for the for for the community. Um, yeah. and, and, um, and we've actually been talking to Baldman games about getting involved uh, in some events that we're having too. Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, it, it's all really exciting. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I this think is... that's great. Dave is good people. Oh yeah. And I, I continue to say the smallest, tiniest little visible silver lining of this whole COVID bullshit and our complete inability to handle it like adults is that we have we have made everybody have to learn how to play D&D online or you're just not going to play with yeah. strangers. Yeah. Well, and also now you have time. Like like the things like instead of just like ah, I'll go out to the bar tonight like no 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 that does no, sound won't. fun. But then they're like, well, you know, going to the bar is fun, but have you ever have you have you ever uh spent 3 hours arguing with a tiefling about a bar tab? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, please don't call me out like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I see. I call us a same Jenny. I am the tiefling that everyone argues with. Um, I, I charge in gold, not copper. I don't care what the player's handbook says about ale prices. I prefer platinum pieces. You can just nibble off a bit. I don't have to have the whole one. It's the color. She was pulling off the top shelf. That's the expensive stuff. Yeah, right. We all know D and D is great, but there's so many people that are just now being introduced to, to to it because we are looking for ways to enjoy our our, our um, leisure time. And you know, if you've never played D and D before, you're like, well, what is it? And I always tell people, remember when you're a kid and you use your imagination with other kids? Um, that's exactly what it is. And you stop doing that as an adult. The last you use your imagination to fill in what you're reading in a book. But you don't yeah. do it cooperatively with other people. And that's what D&D &D is. You're, you know, the one thing um, that I don't think I've seen on there, but I'm sure that you're, you're working on incorporating, do you have some kind of flag for, like, these games are good for new players? Yeah, so we have a we have a filter result. Like, oh, I've never played D&D &D before. Oh, it's great for beginners. Yeah, so it's in our advanced filters. Um, but, we, you know, we're definitely, like, working. we're always working on, like, new tag systems and new ways to bubble things up, you know? Like, we're always looking at the metrics, like, okay, we had 20% increase in new player games. How can we get that to 30% on, on, you know, people that don't like D and D normally. Um, mm -hmm. So we're always trying to find a way to like improve. Cause I was that. just thinking like people like my mom and some of my other friends, like they would be so worried about joining in a game online with strangers because they're like, 
Yeah, but what if they all know and they've been playing for 30 years? How do yeah. I know how do I know the like new players? I don't know anything. Yeah. And and that and that's a huge part of our business is like I've never played before. Yeah. And when I see those bookings, I'm always like, I'm so excited. I was like, dude, you're gonna have so much fun. Hey, Paige, <laughs> Paige, how hard, how hard is it to find people who want to learn to play D D? Do you need to put on a sandwich board? <laughs> so there so there I was. No shit. Uh -huh. One of the years that we were running Dragon Con, somebody had the bright idea that we would do new player intro sessions oh. at Dragon Con rather than it was you, Jenny? Because I'd been doing that... them at MomoCon. Oh, that's right. That's right. You had done it at MobileCon and it went over pretty well. <laughs> and... I didn't have enough DMs. I was dragging <laughs> I was dragging people off the show floor who had paid to attend the convention. Like I wait, I I'm pretty sure I heard you say you know how to run D and D. Do you want to run a game? Yeah, I'd love to. When? Would you want to run now? <laughs> I got a table of seven. So, so the idea is it's a two-hour intro session, and it's pretty yeah. cheap. And at Dragon Con, you have to wait in long lines for every damn thing. Yes, yeah, and with your we, bucket. We had, right. And we usually had four-hour games that were kind of more, some of them were new player games, but yeah. more likely aimed at mid-level players yeah. yeah so so i said fine fine it's gonna be bullshit it's not gonna work we're gonna have to give away tickets we're gonna have dms just sitting around with their thumbs up their asses but fine fine we'll give it a shot oh my god so friday night so friday day it was like we had a few people in there and friday afternoon we had a few more and then friday night it filled up and I had, I had made a sandwich board for one of our free DMs to walk around in saying, learn how to play D&D. And handing out <laughs> tickets to, to this, get these free games, yeah. get a game free to learn how to play. Saturday morning, the game was, the line to play was wrapped around our entire area. And we were at risk of getting the fire marshal called on us. Gee, what like, is it you in fire marshals? I'm sorry to learn like, something here. Every it's like D&D is popular. D&D is popular. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I literally looked at the line and said, holy shit, we gave away too many free tickets. And then I found out these are none of them free tickets. These are people who are paying for the privilege. Like, Jenny, I literally was grabbing people who came to dragon con like this one poor guy from new jersey came to dragon con to do dragon con stuff and i'm like please will you run a game for we're doing our after action review and Paige simply messages me i was wrong <laughs> I mean, and and we we literally had more people that were new to play D D than we had for the old players and nine percent of the people who were there new were either like half of them were like, I saw Critical Role and I thought it was cool. Or I just saw Stranger Things and I haven't played D D since the forties and I want to take my twelve year old kids in and teach them how to play D D. So and we like, were we were seating every two hours, uh, first come first serve with tickets, right? Yeah. And so like we would seat as many as we could for the two hours, and then we'd be like, all right, you know, come back in two hours, and people would just sit down and start forming a new line right then. <laughs> like it was insane I mean, it was i i was wrong so I was very, very so you wrong. have the market for new players long story yeah. short it's there yeah. i mean when, yeah. when if you I, build I was, it they will come when i was doing before this when i was just pro d i mean every, almost every game i ran was new players mm -hmm. um and i i just started building the same adventure that i can run blindfolded now 
that I was yeah. like, I want to make sure like you see a puzzle, you see some role play, and you see some combat, and you get to do some weird stuff. And so like now like that same adventure like I you know it's like you know like it's always the same thing, but every every group runs it differently. And it's always fun. And it's yeah. always like and when they do this, there's always one scene where they like burn a bunch of uh, uh, a bunch of um, uh, bandits alive on dry straw because they're sleeping. And it's kind of like this thing where, like, I was like, "All right, you open the door and you see they're all asleep on dry straw." They're like, "Well, these are bad guys," and then I have create bonfire, and I just I can look at the group I'm like, "You're gonna burn everyone, aren't you?" But no, they might run away. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, and they look at me like, "Can we block the door with something?" I was like, "You psychopaths, welcome to D and D." When they start asking, what is the roof made out of? (laughs) I remember my first 5th edition game when I accidentally burned down the entire outpost and I was like, so fireball spreads. Huh. I'm going to do it again. (laughs) I want to do it again. Very much so. I had just gotten the spell and I cast it at this bad guy and I missed terribly and the whole building was made out of wood. It explicitly said that in the adventure. So it started on fire and then he moved and like the guys like the DM's like describing in detail, like the building's starting to burn and collapse over here and the people screaming from inside and I'm like, Well he's running that way, so I'm gonna throw another fireball. And that's all my spell slots. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's talk a little more about the structure of start playing. How many how many full time employees do you have? How many part time employees do you have? Um, Is it just you and your your partner? We have uh, three full time employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, and my partner, and our our CTO uh, Jared, mm-hmm. uh, who is a genius oh my goodness um and, uh, and and we have a a fourth employee. I, I can't I actually can't say who it is yet. Okay. Um, uh, but uh, fourth employee that we're 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 bringing on, um, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> we will probably. I mean, and we're also hiring another full stack um, uh, developer uh, front end. Cool. Um, cool. We we you can actually find our 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 job listing on uh, Y Combinator and AngelList. Um, and I was just going to ask. Yeah. I was just going to ask. Um, and uh, we hopefully will be hiring uh, a lot more. Um, we have some really big initiatives in the next year. Um, that are really exciting that we're going to have to hire probably some writers for some uh, game designers. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, we we have um, I don't know if this is the right time to start. I mean I guess I'm, and okay, you have some good events bag. coming up. Yeah, we have some events. Um, so let me talk to you about like this. Do this. Tell. What are your events? Um, so some of the big things we have coming up is we are running um, the first Wisdom Save Weekend for Take This. Um, Take This is a mental health charity. Uh, it's okay to not be okay. Uh, there sure. is a lot of mental health charities, but this is specifically to the gaming industry. Um, it's okay to step away from a game. It's okay to take some time for yourself. It's okay to tell your players that you need to talk about something. Um, D&D is therapeutic, but it is not therapy. And and you need resources that help you as a player, as a DM, as anyone in the industry, and they are fantastic. Uh, e, Dr. B, that whole entire crew, um, when I first when we first started streaming, I, I met Dr. B at a, um, a, a D&D event as Waffles and Something at TwitchCon. And I was like, this guy is so cool. He's got a house and hat and a bow tie. And I want to be his friend. And uh, and then we we hit it off and he told me about his charity. He's like, this is amazing. Um, And that was the first charity I I ever did a live stream for. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, ever since then, I, I've just kept in contact. And when we did this, like we want to get into the event space because we make it a lot easier for the technology side of conventions to be able to run. And so we want uh, here's the reason why. If you visit our site, we show you the time zones of your local time zone for all games. We do all the time math for you. <laughs> um, time zones are really hard to right? so that is and a you, good thing exactly like, oh, doesn't time... do that and it makes me so sad right and so uh that's like one of the big technology things that we do but um so we, we wanted to run something it's like you know we want to get involved with charities we hope that we can kind of do what tiltify does for live streams but for conventions um making okay. it that it's self-service you can run it if you want to just run a game for a charity um it's very easy to set that up and, and that's what we hope to mm-hmm. do in the future but our first step is going to be with Take This. It's the Wisdom Save Weekend. It's going to be November 20th, 21st, and 22nd of 2020. Um, Weekend before uh, Thanksgiving for Americans. Right. Um, the 20th will be all live streams events um, uh, that will all be hosted actually on Total Party Chill. Um, and then the 21st and 22nd will all be games that are running on the platform. You'll be able to sign up for games uh, in the next uh, week or so. Um, <clears throat> and we're just going to raise money for a great cause. And I'm so excited for it. There's so many, uh, like Guatsi is getting involved with some amazing giveaways, uh, D&D Beyond, uh, WizKids, Level Up Dice, Die Hard Dice, um, Idle Champions. Um, it, the list goes on, and it is, is going to be a fantastic. Randall Hampton is going to be doing some uh, live stream art. Uh, v, uh, the Muse, is going to be doing uh, some live painting tutorials. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't talk enough about how excited it is. This there are some door great. prizes added. I got some adventures you can have. <laughs> oh, Yeah! Oh, Jenny, don't tease me. I'll take it. No, that was legitimate. Um, Paige has a few. Yeah, I mean, for, men- yeah. for mental health, I'll throw down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 100%. And um, and and you can also find Take This as they have a wonderful game on the DM Guild. You can ch- uh, check it out. Just uh, search DM Guild, Take This. Um, uh, uh, gosh, I'm blanking right now on the name. Um, oh, God, I know, I know it, too. Hold on. I'll look it up, and I'll put it in the show notes. Perfect. Um, and then uh, you know we're uh, we're working with Modifius right now on on some games outside of D and D for their convention, uh, Dragon Ooh. Meat uh, for for theirs. And so um, you know we're talking these virtual conventions like you have a tool set that makes it very easy for us to run games that's very low cost to us, and 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 that's what we need especially in a virtual environment. Um, in the future, the big thing, the the really exciting thing I'm excited to talk to you about is we are working on a shared universe. Um, oh, interesting. The thing is, with um, when you are an adventuring group playing with your, uh, you know, playing with your DM, and you, you know, you slay this big bad. Um, just between your group, you you all know that, but uh, it's not to a larger audience. Um, with things like, uh, you know, uh, World of Warcraft, the first guild to take down, you know, a raid or something is exciting, but everyone else gets to do it afterwards. Um, the idea of a fun shared universe is. It happens once that that quest can only be completed by one adventuring group and everyone else on the platform knows who did it. Um, the idea of a shared universe that there's, you know, one of this magic item and one group might have it. And if that group dies on an adventure, it's where they left it. Um, and the next author writes a body recovery adventure. Exactly. Right. And, and so the idea of, of, of the shared adventure where you as a player leave an imprint on, on the world you're playing on. And mm-hmm. people can know about the canon, the meta that you have developed as a player. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like, oh, I want to go to the love coast. love being able to change the world. Exactly. And, and that's awesome. 
and the idea is like you want to go to the coast well right now you're inland so you you're you're the next adventure on the platform you have to be is, is you know run a caravan job and you know you're with a couple other people that are also trying to get to the coast because they want to run up one of the adventures that they saw posted there so you all run a caravan job together and now you know, next week you're like, oh, well, this is a, uh, we want to go clear out these caves for this wizard. And and you're like, oh, hey, we're on the caravan together. Yeah. And that is really exciting to me. The mm-hmm. idea that it, you can have a living world um, that it has the mechanics of a massive multiplayer online game. And, you know, even go as far as to say, okay, you've got a lot of gold. You want to open up a store? Cool. Here is a list of things that you could buy from merchants and you could stock it. And when players come to this town, there is a store here. And these are the things that are sold. And if they buy it, boom, you've made that money. Um, That's going to be a thing for your CTO to deal with. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, that, that's some of our bigger goals, you know, um, uh, is, is to create something that is, it has this meta is living in, in, you know, you as a player, you're like, I have influenced this world. I have made a mark on it. That that is amazing. I know you are super excited for this service, and uh, like I said, Jenny and I have signed up on it in the last ten days or so. I guess I saw your uh, reviews. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's interesting to see how the current situation has created this unique opportunity. So yeah. so maybe at, I think we're about at time. We are about at time. So let's, so I've, I have one final question. Yeah. At least I have one final question. Jenny might have one as well. Uh, my final question is, what is your advice for both a new, D, for a DM who wants to get started on your service and for a player who wants to get started on your service? Yeah. For a DM, um, we have a bunch of resources in our FAQ about like how to get started, like the best ways to succeed leverage those uh we also send a, a lot of you a chance to onboard and talk to um you know uh um our head of dm onboarding hunter who gives you tons of great advice you can schedule a meeting with him um or you can schedule me with any of our, our, us as the founders it's a, it's a little harder because like we're backed up but we will take a meeting we'll, we'll ask you questions and we'll give you feedback um but take advantage of those resources we have and and if you think you can't you're wrong anyone can and the opportunity is here. Um, take it, and if you're ready to put in, you know, some of the work to build out your profile, create great game listings. There's people that want to play games with you. Um, and for a player, DMs want you to play and have a great time. Um, none of us are sitting here thinking to ourselves, "This guy doesn't know. This person doesn't know the rules. They're ruining my game." Um, we have games yep. that are developed for new people. We have games that are mm-hmm. like, "Hey, we." We want you to have fun. As a DM, our biggest uh, happiness comes from when people are like, oh my gosh, this was the most fun ever. I had no idea. That, Conversion. we that. And so yep. we want you here. Come, you're welcome. We're not going to block you. We're not going to gatekeep you. We're going to, we're going to have you with open arms at a six feet distance over <laughs> Zoom. Socially distance hugs. Yeah. yeah. Virtually. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, I don't think I actually have any more questions, Paige, so that seems like a good spot to end this episode. But before we go, um, Devin, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you online and where they can find uh, Start Playing Games on social media and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can find me, Devin, uh, just at Devin Chulik uh, on Twitter, and you can find all the Total Party Chill goodness 
just Google Total Quality Chill and you'll find it. We show up. Uh, there's no competition for that uh, keyword, apparently. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you want to play games, you want to start DMing games, uh, 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 join uh, startplaying.games. Uh, that's our URL. Um, uh, we're ready, ready to welcome you. Uh, excited to have you on the platform and excited to get you starting your next adventure. Yeah, God, I'm excited to play with some excellent DMs when I find some free time. Paige, where can everybody find yes. you? Free time, that that thing we've heard of. Yes, um, so you can find me on Twitter and Facebook uh, at Paige Lightman. That's spelled L-E-I-T-M-A-N. You can also find uh, contact me and find all of my social media on the uh, website that my uh, husband and I use, which is binandpagewrite.com. Uh, also, please feel free to join me Monday nights at 8 p.m. on twitch.tv feats and fables to see further adventures of the Monday Night Home Game that has been running for about, I don't know, 10 or 15 years now. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. It's been something. All right. Talk about that meta. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And as always, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, and my website. It's all just Jenny Loveday. That's G-I-N-N-Y-L-O-V-E-D-A-Y. On Sundays, I stream at 4 p.m. Central Time, the Designer's Den, talking with some kind of content creator about an adventure they wrote, they love, something like that. Maybe one they hate. We haven't done that yet. And about their design process. Um, you know, I'd ask Connor to do that this Sunday, but he loves everything. He's just full of love. So... Yes, he um, is and by the time this goes off, it'll be in the past anyway, so whatever. And as always, you can find the round table on Twitter as well. That's D, the letter in D, round table. We're on Facebook under the same. You can always shoot us an email to dndroundtable at gmail.com with your thoughts, your comments, your feedbacks, your suggestions for topics, your criticisms, your whatnots, whatever it is. Email it to us if you want to. And also, please like us on Facebook, leave a review on Facebook, iTunes, wherever you find your podcast. We very much appreciate your support and your feedback. That's it for this episode of The Roundtable. Until next time. Bye. Bye.